tonight, just 86,398 seconds until kick-off in State of Origin 1. Or if you're watching a replay, do your own maths. Maroons legend Wendell Saylor and Blues hard man Mark Carroll will lock horns. Despite all the talk, a sneaky punch is still just fine in the AFL. Sam Stoza's winning start in Paris as the tennis world turns on Margaret Court. It's the sports show that doesn't always play by the rules. This is the Backpage Live. What a win for Australia. So much sport, so little time. They continue to speak before they think. I'll be about as relaxed as Jeff Fennick in a spelling bee. It'll cost him his job. All about the fans and what brings kids back. One of the Australia's biggest rivalries. Sport doesn't stop and neither do we. Yes, hello and welcome to the show. So much to get to, so little time on State of Origin Eve. So, from the Norlunga Tigers, South Australia, Kelly Underwood, representing the Caboolture Carpet Snakes, Queensland, Robert Craddock. Welcome to you both. Did I pronounce yours right? No. Norlunga. 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 Why are you saying that? Isn't that where you came from? Is that your, well, your original footy team? My first, yeah, first basketball team. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. It's yeah. state of origin. It's origin. From St Cuthbert's, <laughs> Carlton, New South Wales, <laughs> Kerry O'Keefe, and a man who did, in fact, play 14 state of origins. From the Serena Crocodiles, Wendell Saylor. Hello and welcome to you all. I'm glad to see you've got your blues uh, wearing the gear. What, what's, where's the maroon? I'm trying to, be, trying to be impartial, you know, this time of the year. Really? Yeah. It's not like you. No, very much not like me. <laughs> and obviously you're the South Australian. Do you have an affiliation? just before we get into Well, I've lived in Melbourne for nearly half my life. Yep. So, of course, it goes without saying I'm, I'm with the guy next to me. Uh, OK, then. All right, plenty to get to. I, I know you're, you're waiting for Origin, but we do need to go here first. Tiger Woods is back in the headlines, arrested and charged for driving under the influence. There's that flattering photograph you never want to see crash. No, it's not. And he's claimed there was no alcohol involved. Yep. But, of course, he's refused the random breath test. Now... Any, any male will tell you one of the great moments of your life is when you haven't been drinking and you get pulled up by the random <laughs> breath test and you say, thanks very much, how's your mum? I don't think it's just limited to males. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So <laughs> Tiger will have a nose the size of Pinocchio if he keeps telling porkies like this, but it's a sad story about the decline of a great athlete, Kerry, isn't it? And, oh, yeah. you, know, to, to, you know, just another story about a guy who's not at peace with himself or the world. Well, I blame Earl, his father, because uh, he had... Tiger as a three-year-old chipping golf balls into a washing machine. Yeah. No, nothing ever good has come out of that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, the mugshot screams guilty, doesn't it? And, mm, and yeah. I reckon you should be allowed to Photoshop an airbrush your mugshot. Because <laughs> <laughs> the whole world has already got convicted him. But that's the point, isn't it? I mean, for everything that he's, you know, the fall from grace previously, I just never, ever thought you'd see a day a mugshot from Tiger Woods. I mean, this is just such a massive fall from grace. And he's He's not 20. There. He, Look, there he's, it is. That I mean, that's his the... first major, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And there's the difference. He's 41. He's a father of two. And I guess, you know, my first thought was this could have been so much worse. And, you know, he, he, was, he was the LeBron James of 2017. He was yep. a superhero. He was sports first billionaire. Yep. It's so, so sad, Del. Yeah, even uh, in the 90s coming through there at the Broncos, you know, a lot of the boys, whether it's Gordon Tallis and myself, we all started playing a bit of golf because of a guy like Tiger Woods. Yep. And to see, you know, with his dad, the journey. Mm -hmm. And then even when he's been injured, as a, I, I'm a golf fanatic like yourself, um, I, just, I was just hoping he'd come back. You know he's not going to get the back to top ten. Yeah. And then you started one. driving around at 3am because of Tiger Woods. <laughs> 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 no, well, I haven't done that. I haven't done that. <laughs> but, but I've been in trouble, so let's just say that. I don't think we ever really understood the scorn that, that 
rain down upon him after his string of affairs was published. And, I mean, this is a small story, but such was the humiliation that a guy in America even... There was 12 affairs, mm. and he produced a set of 12 golf balls with the faces of the women involved. Now, a bloke sent no. this to me. And, and, I mean, it's extraordinary. It's How humiliating is that? Not just for the women, but for Tiger. I mean, this is a bloke who's won 14 major yeah. titles. These balls have been hit around America, landing in the rough. It's extraordinary. Can I just clarify, you didn't go and buy them, did you? No, I sent them by a mate. Oh, right. And, oh, uh, yeah, mate. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but it is. I mean, that's... That sort of humiliation but is The good news, though, of course, at least he, he's still trying to keep his game together. We actually have CCTV footage of him on the golf course. This is just from this morning. So he's out there trying, having a crack. Look, there he goes. <laughs> 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 to arrive quickly. Uh, sorry, Tiger. All right, Love you, mate. let's get in. Kevin Walters is too nice. The New South Wales and Queensland players quite like each other. The weather's really good. Where's the hate that's supposed to drive state of origin? Do we feel at all that it's missing this year, Dell? Yeah, look, I think the hardest thing is because. Laurie Daly's such a nice guy and Kevin Wilder's such a nice guy. But there is still a bit of hatred there, you know. Look at the players that have come into the side now too. Like Dylan Napa, he looks like he's cool, calm, and, but he'll be ripping in Aaron Woods. You know, he always gives you a little bit too. So I still think it's pretty fiery. New South Wales, I think, have picked a pretty good side this year. So as a Queensland, I'm a little bit nervous. There's a bit of hatred there, don't worry. A few of them are pen pals on Snapchat. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please, Wendell. Yeah. Well, there's no, no Gallon and no Farrah, so there's no grumpy old men this year, is there? I mean, that's sort of what stands it's out for me. It's it is, isn't it? I mean, Gallon, you've you just got to have a villain, and there's no villain. That bloke who's a pot stirrer, who Queensland seriously dislikes, as opposed to not really that fussed on, you know, and Gallon was that oh, man. Come Gould on, come on, come man. on. New skipper Boyd Cordner, he's got it. He really lit the fuse when he spoke to the media. Have a listen. And I apologise for, for this time of year. It's normally something that comes out to hype it up. But, yeah, I'm, I've got to apologise again. I'm, I'm sorry for... That's just, you know, not my style. I'll, uh, you know, I've got a lot of respect for Queensland. But, yeah, we'll, uh, I've got no um, punchlines or anything for you today. I'm sorry. Wow, yeah. <laughs> I'm oh, rushing to buy him a ticket. Now, yeah. uh, the term natural-born killer. Mind <laughs> <laughs> oh, David Clemmer could pick a fight in an empty room, couldn't he? Like, <laughs> That's true. Know, there are a couple there but, that can yeah. incite. Fafita still, like, I know Fafita's, you know, he's done really well off the field and that, but I think Queenslanders in general still like to tug into Fafita and, he, you know, he's going to be a big match player. But does it have an impact, has it? I mean, there's been stories going around today about Suncorp Stadium and not being sold out at the moment. That's not unusual, but in fact, may not be tomorrow night. That's a stunning story, Tony. It, it really is. Like, I remember in the 80s and 90s, if you didn't get your origin ticket first day on sale, forget it. You had to beg and scrounge. To only get 50,000, to have a few thousand empty seats, it is stunning. I, I, I think, look, if you've got a couple of kids, it's a, probably a $400 night for you there, which is not cheap. And also, I still feel that 8.20 start when you've got school kids, oh. it's just so easy to stay at home. And big televisions have played their part too. Does it threaten Queensland's chances of maybe losing this game? We know that Melbourne's got a game in the MCG coming up in the next couple of years and other cities are interested? It's a fair point. Singapore wants to host an Origin game. Perth, you know, they're all around there and they are oh, up They love grass. it in Singapore. It is a point. Not the first game, the third. There's another one coming back there and it's all up for negotiation. So it's a fair question and a question I never thought I'd have to answer. But also, don't forget, I think there's uh, the Manny Pacquiao fight and um, Horn. That fight's going to be on Suncorp Stadium too. So 
there's only so much you can go to. Like, not everyone's made of money like you, Tony Squires. Well, it's state of origin. <laughs> I know it is. Get along but there, sometimes, I'm, I'm not trying to be cocky here, but sometimes Queensland gets sick of winning. Oh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr Donald Trump. <laughs> the Blues, oh. they've lobbed. They lobbed today, which is interesting. They rejected that captain's run at Suncorp Stadium because they're tired of having drunk blokes in suits swearing <laughs> at them while they train, which is just absolutely hideous. Instead, I think they finished it all off at the Gold Coast for their final training run. But there they were. There were tickets, you know, for a corporate gig. Come, abuse the Blues, no denim. But that was a, the invite. I saw it. <laughs> That's a class. Wendell, what about them avoiding the Fogs function for old Origin yeah. players? But last year, they trained in the morning and the Fogs still gave them to them. They hadn't even had a beer, had oh, they? No, and the, no. the blokes came out in the balcony. You were there, weren't you? No, I wasn't there, mate, but I wish I was there to give it to them. So yeah. I want to keep it sort of pretty <laughs> But like I just there. thought it was funny, uh, Laurie changing his training place to get away from drunks and yobbos. Hey, you don't reckon there'll be a few there tomorrow night? Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's pretty big. Look, I've, I've never known, like, you get used to, um, you know, captain's runs, you know, whether you're playing for the Wallabies or, you know, your club side. So it's a big call by Laurie, but, you know, he's obviously trying something different there. Is, is there nothing Queenslanders won't do to upset New South Wales? Now they've deliberately put Chappelle Corby in the same Brisbane hotel as the Blues <laughs> just to distract the team. It's rotten, isn't it? If Boyd Cordner wins and said, we did it for Chappelle, <laughs> that'll be it for me. <laughs> <laughs> On the field, there's been a lot of talk. Uh, Cam Smith has mentioned uh, Jared Hayne. Now, he's come back, obviously hasn't played Origin for a little while. He's played plenty in the centre, but he says he's going to be a little bit suspect down that left edge and he doesn't mind targeting it. Yeah, look, I, look, I think two things for me. Cam Smith, you know, he, he plants his seed there, but I think Jared Hayne too, he's a player... But he hasn't played his best. I think Dylan Walker, you know, had a good time against him a couple of weeks ago. But, mate, Jared Hayne likes it when it's about him. It's a big stage. And I, I think he'll perform. Like, for me, he's always been one of those players um, that, you, that you, even if you try and target, he'll just go to the next level. Yeah, you know? as you mentioned, Jared Hayne. Look, he hasn't been in the greatest touch this season, but he is an yeah. origin superstar. Uh, they, they reckon they'll target him. Here's what Laurie Daly had to say today. Uh, have a crack at him. Have a crack at them. They'll be ready. <laughs> I think they've got more concerns to worry about than us. He's a big game player. He looks nice and confident. He does, yeah. yeah. Oh, look, he's got magic. Even when Queensland were winning, he was the one player. They talked about him in, in meetings all the time. How do we stop Hayne? In 2014, if Jared Hayne don't play, my New South Wales don't win that series. Jonathan Thurston misses out, of course, on playing his 37th, I think, his consecutive origin, but skipper Cam Smith will rack up his 40th. This is just an amazing stat, isn't it? It's extraordinary, and you'd have to say, Crash, what, 30 of the 40, he's been the leader, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he, he's, you know, the one that sort of the the spiritual kind of guy of that team. Is, it, is this a record that you would imagine we are ever going to see broken? No. I, do you know what? I put it in the same category as Sachin Tendulkar's 200 tests. It will stand forever because you think of it, that's three matches a year. That's 13 years of unbroken run. It wasn't quite like that. But you've got your team's got to win. You've got to basically have a decade of dominance. Otherwise, you come in and out of the team. It is extraordinary. Jonathan Thurston's just behind him. But I reckon this will stand forever. I really do. And speaking of standing forever, isn't there some kind of push for exactly that at Suncorp Stadium? Yeah, we've got a story going in our paper tomorrow. Really timely, I reckon, to Wendell. Gene Miles saying, hey, isn't it time for a Cam Smith statue at Suncorp Stadium? What a good point. I mean, yeah. he's been the forgotten champion. 50 tests, 40 origins. It, it, actually, it is... 
it looks sort of funny without him, really, doesn't it? Oh, mate, look, I think you look at the, the legends, you're Artie Beetson and you talk about Wally Lewis, uh, and Cam Smith is certainly in that category, you know. It's, you know, even Billy Slater, a guy that, that missed out this time, but Cam Smith deserves it. He doesn't like the fanfare, but he's, you know, he's been a big part of that team. Can you uh, give it away? You know, like, <laughs> like, like fair dinkum. He's older than dirt. <laughs> you know, retire, Cam Smith, please. He, he give some young bloke a go that we can beat. He doesn't look like slowing down, and just he, he just really enjoys the occasion. You know, I feel sorry for guys like Jake Friend that coming through the next couple yeah, of years absolutely. because they're going to miss their time. Speaking of young blokes coming through, the name Sailor will once again be running around in a maroon jersey. His name is Tristan, your boy, Del. There he's playing for the Dragons. This is oh, early in the yeah, season when he's on the wing. Yeah. You proud as punch? Yeah, look, he's worked pretty hard and I think anyone that is, uh, you know, you want your kids always to do well, so I think my wife, you know, when I'm away and that, she does most of the stuff, but you just let him do what he wants to do. Same with my daughter, you know, Matisse. They just, I just, I just enjoy seeing them, it, it, you know, have fun. That's what you want with your kids in the sport. So, big occasion for him tonight playing on the wing tomorrow night, because he was 18th yeah. man last year for the 18s. Right, what about born where? Uh, born, uh, born in Brisbane, played his first game in Clive Valley with young Lachlan Lamb. Mm -hmm. and what about Lottie Takiri saying, how do you compare him to his old man? He said, oh, no, no, he can catch and he can tackle. So he's got Wendell Cup. Yeah, well, yeah, no, well, Lottie, I think he got interviewed on the QRL website and they said, how does little Del go? He goes, oh, unlike his dad, he can catch and he can kick. So, <laughs> yeah, good bloke, Lottie. So on their coaching staff, there's Justin Hodges, uh, Scotty Prince, and obviously Lottie, and then I think in the, uh, Danny Badiris is down at 20s coach, so well done to all the boys there too, giving a bit back. All right, the players, as we said, they're supposed to be backing each other on Origin Eve. Instead, they're lighting up uh, the NRL administration for the big hits over this pay dispute. Here's what Cam Smith had to say. If you can't run a game with $192 million, that's fairly concerning. You know, have we got the... Is there the wrong administration in, or is it, or is it just... Are they spending money badly? The players in the RLPA aren't going to run away this time. There is one of the senior spokesmen uh, in the game, Cam Smith, as we've mentioned. He didn't miss. He didn't miss. And eventually, I, I see him becoming one of the game's top administrators. So highly is he esteemed. Man, oh, man, they are going in hard. I mean, they're basically offering in, in their uh, log of claims to be an alternate, almost, administration of the game. Like, they want to have uh, an opinion on, you know, television programming... Uh, you know, not just salary cap, you know, integrity issues, the whole range of things. They're guaranteed about 26% of income. They want 29. A fierce fight looms because this is the first time in rugby league's history when the players are actually united. It didn't say it out loud, but there's kind of hinting at maybe industrial action, maybe the World Cup could be at some risk. Oh, they say that, but when does it ever happen, yep. really? We talk and we huff and we puff and we mention it in sort of revered tones out of the corner of our mouth. When is it going to happen? And they, I tell you what, this is why it's hard to get a strike right. If you strike on a small game, it doesn't matter. And if you strike on a big game, the whole nation turns against you. There's no way of striking in sport and getting it right. Well, they're not the only code, not the only sports people who are threatening strike action, of course, at the moment. Our cricketers are still in the middle of their argy-bargy over pay. Uh, were the Ashes under threat or is it? Now, this is Sports Minister Greg Hunt. He says the government won't let it come to that. Here he is talking on Insiders on the ABC. If it got to a last-minute situation, I suspect that we would offer to provide uh, good officers uh, brokering between the parties. But there is six months between now and the Ashes. Uh, it would be unthinkable that uh, in the end we wouldn't have a full team. It's, it's just about making sure that 
the guys finalise a deal and, and get the MOU sorted and then everything will be fine. We, we certainly want to be playing in the Ashes. So, yeah, hopefully they'll get things resolved soon and uh, everything will be back to normal. Yeah, Australian skipper Steve Smith there as well. How do you read it? I'll resolve it, Cricket Australia, please. No players, no game. I spoke to an experienced sports administrator today. He said that revenue sharing, every sports body that's embraced it has gone forward. If you don't embrace it, you go backwards. If you make the players a liability and a line on a balance sheet alongside merchandising and catering, you demean them. If you give them skin in the game, they, they promote the game, they market the game and, and, and they, they're part of the game. Yeah. Well, they're the workers and the product. It's an unusual Absolutely. situation, but that's exactly what they are. Cricket Australia have to relent here. Uh, revenue share is... You know, it, it makes the players a partner in the game. But, Del, you know that the cricketers are cashed up, don't you? Yeah, mate, some of them do it tough. I know they had the IP, IPL on just recently, but I remember just uh, went for a game of golf with uh, Davey Warner and Steve Menzies, and obviously Davey, he's a pretty fair golfer. Um, he took our money, we, we had to buy lunch, and then on the way out, me and Steve Menzies are sort of, you know, talking, and then he's driving out, winds down his window and said... Unlucky boys, you chose the wrong sport, so driving out of his half-a-million-dollar Lamborghini. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but that's, that's part of the argument. It, it really is. People know what these yeah. guys are on, yeah. and they're less sympathetic. Yeah. Here's one of the uh, rarest creatures in sport. It is the double-bounce cricket dismissal. Now, this is from English County Cricket. It's Mason Crane who did sit and play. Look at that. It's just brilliant, isn't it, Kerry? Oh, it's outstanding. He, he played with Gordon, played one game for New South Wales, this kid. I used to call that a stock ball. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, Mason Crane could come back with England as their leading spinner for the Ashes next year. He's a leading wicket-taker in Sydney club cricket this year. He played for New South Wales. He would have played in the final if New South Wales had got there. They'd have flown him back from England wow. to play in Alice Springs. Wow. This kid can bowl leg breaks. On that, that was that that was that rivaled Shane Warne's ball of the century on the first bounce. <laughs> 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 the second bounce didn't do as much. <laughs> it, it is out, which is why Mark Taylor uh, was peeved with this from many years ago. He comes in, uh, I think it's, uh, is that Big Angus there? Angus oh. Fraser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is that there have been some English county bowlers practising this sort of delivery. Deliberately. Deliberately. That's why the new law will say if it bounces twice before the pop increase, it's a no ball. Because some English county bowlers are deliberately fashioning this for short-form cricket because they feel the second bounce ball is very hard to hit for four or six. So to eliminate that practice... Wow. They're saying, no, if it bounces twice before right. the pop increase, it's a no ball. All right, you've got to admire the effort uh, in this catch attempt I'm about to show you. It's terrific. Big hit uh, up into the stands. Uh, and this guy really goes for it in a big way. Uh, and straight, straight down. Oh, oh, oh. Unlucky, buddy. <laughs> yeah, a little bit unlucky. I'm not sure whether he just couldn't see at all with the... <laughs> there are still seats there, obviously. Yeah, there are seats. He's just falling oh. down a dark hole. <laughs> exactly right. He didn't do that. Uh, look, as we said last week, the AFL is coming down hard on punching. Any player swinging a fist can expect a suspension, unless it's Zach Jones, uh, for this tiny swat. Now, this is, a, this is from last weekend at the SCG Friday night. This is Luke Bruce... $1,500 fine, Kel. Well, the AFL sort of talked the talk last week, Tony, but yeah. they didn't walk the walk. They said they were going to cut down on these gut punches like that or the jumper punches, which are creeping back into the game. Yep. Everyone was very vocal. The players themselves said, get it out of the game. We don't want it. But they didn't change any rules. So when the match review panel assembled on Monday, they just go through the table of contents and, you know, the, the, the table of the, the laws and rules as they stand. And 
going by that, all they can do is give him a fine. So, so nothing's going to change till what, halfway through the season? Well, they were talking about that, tinkering with it. Yeah. So I'm not sure whether it's actually been clarified or not. But it's not a good look. And, and the chief right down has said it's not a good look. So you do need to get it out of the game. But it will continue to be not a good look. For the next few weeks, it seems you can get away with it. All right, confusion still reigns also with some of the new rule interpretations in the AFL. For example, how is this a free kick for a deliberate rush behind? This This is, is yeah, Jaden Short. So once upon a time, if you rushed that over the line, it was all okay. But the AFL brought in the deliberate rule because they want to keep the ball in play. And this was perceived pressure as opposed to actual pressure. And because it was perceived pressure, it means, well, hang on, you've deliberately rushed that over. You get a. Uh, you have to obviously. You're going to get pinged for How that. How does he know? There's a. And the opposition gets the free kick and a goal. It. You can hear the footsteps. Mm. Well, I, I like I, it. You like yeah. it. Well, I just think I would have loved to see him try and rescue it from there. That would have been great theatre. How? What's his hit option? it on the side to his teammate who was eight metres away. Just go smack like that. When you're flying in him, I mean, he ran 70 metres but, to try and get to that ball. But it's like Wendell so, yeah. running a ball out from in goal, where everyone says, "Is he going to get out? Is he going to get out?" Desperation but makes great the fo- theatre. He heard the footsteps behind him, so he knew that there was an opposition player right there ready to either tackle yep. or soccer it through. So well, I thought his only options were yeah, but which to is tap more it spectacular. over or tap it back. Which do you want, a tap through the goal or a bloke thinking, or how in concede a goal. I mean, he's basically going to concede a goal if he flicks it back into play. Crash, hello, what? hello. Yeah, go, see over there. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> That's the spine of the team. Squires, Underwood, Craddock. We're just outside back. Yeah, well, we, they throw us yeah. a scrap every ten minutes. I can see that. It's we're like, still here yeah. waiting for the ball. It's a bit like, you know when Caitlin Ponga got out of the in goal? Like, how exciting was that? Harry? So you're talking about working together. Finally, he threw us a ball. So that's what I think, you know, Crash, that's what you're trying to say, isn't it? Like, Caitlin Ponga, when he got out of the in goal, you're trying to say yeah. he should look for a way oh, to sort it. of... Yeah, yeah, yeah desperation. Yeah. yeah, all right. Well, you still, you still can knock it over in rugby league. You knock it over the dead ball line, you knock them like that. Back way. to the spine. Yeah, yeah back to the spine. Just jump in with two wingers. Scissors like like, uh, rock on the end. Yeah. <laughs> Players are confused by the rule. Obviously, uh, they do stupid things, like this effort from uh, Jacob Weedering. Now, he, uh, as you say, Crash, I'll keep it in. Look what happens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that deliberate. Great theatre. It's bamboozled him, hasn't it? He's sort of thinking, oh, hang on, what's the rule? What am I meant to do? I've got to keep it in play at all costs and concede a goal. Yeah. Anything, Kerry? Good? I've got nothing. Okay. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Paul Hamstring, so I've got so cold on the wing. Why don't you still carry on the phone to his wife? <laughs> more confusion, I'm doing but... a Sudoku. <laughs> Give me more time. Go to spine. <laughs> More confusion from Melbourne players uh, who ended up tackling each other. Not sure exactly how this happened. Kel struck Kerry. Uh, <laughs> am I in the spot? Yeah. Go, Kerry. What do Kerry, you think? Look, I got nothing. <laughs> this is uh, a couple of Essendon players. Myers or the, the Irishman, MC- McKenna. Yeah. Is that at the MCG? Yes. No, I played there a few times. <laughs> That's all I got. So you're one of them blokes. Yeah. All right, Kerry, I got one for you. Uh, naturally, there's been plenty of talk this week with the Swans and particularly Buddy Franklin. Uh, once again, the big question is being asked, should he and Jacinta have painted their house black? There it is. There's, you see, on the left, the original. They've done the bit of a makeover and there it is on the right. Thoughts? Oh, well, Buddy left Melbourne because he wanted to escape the fishbowl. Mm-hmm. Now he's gone to goth. <laughs> the next step is underground. <laughs> <laughs> I like it personally. I, I think it's... his decision making on the field is much better than oh. <laughs> So was that Buddy's decision or Jacinta's? Because we all know who the boss of the not, place is. Not sure. I'm not sure saying okay. You don't think it's a guy who's saying, look, it hasn't worked as we thought it would up here. 
I want to be sort of as low-key as I can. I, I'm just sort of... What hasn't worked? You know, the whole signing thing, the $10 million thing, you know, the no premiership, the whole thing. I won't go there again, but I just... When I saw it, I thought, I get it, he's trying to hide. I, I get it. It's like painting his house black, the only one yeah. in the street. I don't think so. Oh, that <laughs> is such a journalist. <laughs> resentful of the money. <laughs> exactly right. You're right again, mate. Oh. We made an umpire champ of the week uh, last week, so it's only fair we show one getting hit in the bonce this week. Oh! oh. oh that was... Uh, I mean, how good is he to get up yeah. quickly? He later he played charades with Sharon written across his forehead. <laughs> and his sonnies didn't come off either, no. so I'm not sure. Oh. I think he might have had a, a broken then. nose that day. He did leave eventually, yeah. Oh. Concussion was... test. Is it, yep. is it still one for a miss? <laughs> He's, uh, you know, he wanted to tough it out, but why stop there, Kel said when we were looking at that. Here are some other officials with basically the same problem. This is from the 70s, uh, Kel, and oh, ooh, the old butcher's too. coat and uh, down I go. This is one good when he's playing for Geelong, Stevie J. Stevie J. Oh! That was so good we needed the sound, sound effect of this. Oh! <laughs> and he gets, it's a dangerous, it's a dangerous, dangerous spot. career, isn't it? Can't they step, go back a bit further or do they really need to stand right no, there? No, they've got to be on the goal okay. line for the best view. Yeah. Oh, as yeah. you can see. Well, they've got the best view. <laughs> got the best view. Right. <laughs> Maybe a bit of reflex training might yeah, help. Exactly. And even oh. the handball. <laughs> I do like the handball from the Carlton player. Boom, straight into the bonce again. Uh, and this one, see, he gets oh. an assist here. Look, on a go. Little shank. Give and go. Yeah. Beautiful work off the umpire's head, back into the arms, away I go. All right, it's uh, not just the players who need a rub down in, in footy clubs. Suns coach Rodney Ede got a bit of a, a pre-game stress relief. Yeah, this is before the Gold Coast taking on, on Melbourne. Uh, this is the coach. This, this is Fitzy's all-time favourite coach. Yeah, yeah but if you coach the Gold Coast Suns, you spend a lot of time on your back with somebody messing with your head. <laughs> <laughs> But you're absolutely right. And sadly, it was a massage with an unhappy ending because the sun's been thumped by 30 uh, and we see rockets. <laughs> he is one of the more emotional coaches. They were up by 35 points, weren't they? They were. They were. Do you think he knew? Look, look at this. Look, don't let the camera, camera follow me. Don't follow me. Oh, it followed me. Yeah. He, I know he is an emotional kind of guy. Very. But he's, they're all aware that there's a camera going to be on at some point. Yeah. All right. The, the head massage does work, though. Uh, we've seen it before. Uh, have a look at this. What to do? Smithers, massage my brain. Yes, sir. You, strawberry, hit a home run. Okay, Skip. <laughs> I told him to do that. Brilliant strategy, there. <laughs> See, Kel, it works. It absolutely works. I still and haven't just, seen an episode. Yeah, well, just for your information, that episode of The Simpsons, yep. Homer at the Bat, has been inducted into the National Hall of Fame, Baseball Hall of Fame in the United States. That episode of The Simpsons right there. There it is. There's uh, Homer in there with a few of the players who are featured in Homer at the Bat. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Fantastic. Unbelievable. Kel, you've still not seen the episode? I haven't seen any. <laughs> We've got a candidate for baseball's Hall of Shame here, though. Uh, during game, this is between the Braves and the Pirates. Let's watch as this fan, he grabs the ball uh, over the fence, tries to give it to the little kid. Turns out it was interference because the ball was still on play. Look at this security guard comes in, wants to kick him out. Oh. Then look at the kid. Kid's got the ball very, very happily. And now the security guard comes back. The kid can't keep the ball, takes it off him. Honestly, that's security guard. Oh. Does that stink? Or it did work out though. This is the same scenario the next day. Ball comes. Watch this bloke thinking, oh, no, I saw this yesterday. Uh, I can't touch the ball, or this is going to happen to me. 
Mm. Sure enough, doesn't touch it, and its play on the ball is in play. There you go. Beautiful. It's an amazing little story. Uh, got plenty of amazing little stories coming up as well. Blues hardman Mark Carroll will join us right here. Sam Stoza's winning start at the French Open, plus risking life and limb to deliver the match ball. to go at Wembley in FA Cup final of Arsenal and Chelsea. And Sanchez, and it's just the start that Arsenal wanted. Moses. Ooh. Now, that's a dive. Victor Moses for two yellow cards. is sent off Chelsea down to ten men. And it's crept in. And Diego Costa, always dangerous. Oh, they're behind again. That's the response of Arsenal. It's amazing. It's Aaron Ramsey. Because Arsenal win the FA Cup for a 13th time, for a seventh time under Arsene Wenger. And they've beaten the champions to do it. They've defied the odds to do it. Genuine glory for the Gunners today at Wembley. A great win for the Gunners there in the FA Cup. Uh, some great work from Aussies abroad too. Aaron Moy has played a key role in Huddersfield Town's amazing win over Reading at Wembley. Now, this, of course, promotes them to the Premier League for the first time in how long, Kel? Since 40-something. 40 40-odd 40 years. I think it's 45. Yeah. And they call it the most expensive game going around because, as you said, EPL promotion was on the line. Just worth a lazy $345 million as part of that EPL broadcast. Very deal. aggressive but... celebration. Going on there as well. <laughs> Aaron Moore, you can see him on the right of screen there. Um, I remember speaking to Ange Postacoglu not that long ago about him, and he thought at the time when he was playing for Melbourne City, he was the best player in the A League at the time. So, which is good news for the Socceroos because he'll be coming back to play, uh, I was going to say next month. We're not in June yet, are we? No. Early June at Adelaide Oval. Yeah. Of course, he's, he's owned by Man City, Manchester yeah. City. We'll see where he plays in the EPL, in the Premier League next year. will be fascinating. Uh, look, it might have been a great finish for Huddersfield. But the start was pretty spectacular at the Portuguese Cup final. Look, this is the delivery of the match ball. You don't see that in the NRL Grand Final often, do you, Del? No, we, we don't see oh. a lot. Uh, we got to... might have to look at doing this sort of stuff. He's got, he's got meatloaf covered, Del. Oh, <laughs> meatloaf. Well, arrived on a hovercraft. Yeah, that. <laughs> hey, Del, Tony's wearing a tie. We've only seen his back. For <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tony, nice for bringing tie. us in there. Yeah. Would you like one of us to come and sit down there? No, it's <laughs> good. Yeah. You, can, you can be a self-starter if you like, Kevin. Yeah, there's a touch judge next to me. He's got, yeah, he's got more ins than me. <laughs> we'll put your flag up and I'll ask you to talk. Yeah. Loving the show. Yeah. Yeah. I'm part of the audience. Yeah. <laughs> I'm lost without cricket. <laughs> You might not notice at home, but the timing and placement of on-screen graphics are absolutely crucial. Here's an example from the weekend. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, <my> <laughs> that one out of there, you know where. How many times are you going to show this? <laughs> <laughs> how many times are you going to Until Kerry leaves the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Stoza is in good form following her win in uh, Strasbourg by coasting through uh, the first round of the French 
Uh, look, she, she did a good job. Only Aussie, of course, who did it overnight mm. had struggled a little bit. I'm too scared to talk, Tony. Should we yeah. ask Kerry what yeah. she thinks of Sam Stozer? Play suits the Stoes because it gives it time to wind up those big shots. Yeah. Muguruza is my winner. A Spaniard with weapons and a killer backhand. Yeah. Get on, Gabin Muguruza, but bet responsibly. That's it for me for the next 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Linesman! Uh, your taxi's at the front. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I won't be missed. <laughs> <laughs> Sam is among, of course, a host of current and former players furious with Margaret Court's public campaign against marriage equality. Now, already there have been calls for Margaret Court Arena to be renamed or players to boycott using that court during the Australian Open. It's, a, it's an interesting one, isn't it? It is. Look, I think the players, a lot of the players, Tony, on the tour at the moment are, are fed up with yep. this sort of uh, comment from Margaret Court and it's not sort of the first time that she's mentioned these sort of things. So... I wouldn't be surprised if we do see at the Australian Open in 2018, in a couple of months' time, six months' time, that they sort of show the leadership here and maybe we might see some of the players boycotting playing on Margaret Court Arena. So I don't think this is the end of the story. Look, overall, I mean, she's entitled to her opinion, absolutely. And Well, her stance is currently what is the legal in play in this country, That's sadly. exactly right. That's exactly right. I, I did find it was a little bit rich, though, when the, when the gay community or gay spokespeople responded to her and she claimed that she was sort of being bullied on this issue. Yeah. If you're going to write a letter to a newspaper, yeah. you would expect yeah. that it is going to be published and if you are going to put it out there, then you have to expect the cop back, have to cop the flak back. That was the most extraordinary thing, wasn't it? She almost wanted the firestorm, yeah. she? which... For a lady of her age, it is I've never seen anything like it. Have you? It's it's remarkable. And she took it on too. Like she was, yeah. she didn't want to be misquoted, so she took on the live interviews. Because I, I watched because, as you know, Tone, which I've enjoyed the last couple of years, I've been a part of the Mardi Gras, and yeah. uh, I've just enjoyed it because you know, even yeah. my wife and kids, I said, come along because it is a celebration. It's 2017, and I'm more for marriage equality. Yeah. Uh, and she boycotted Qantas. I mean, I toured the Western Indies in 1973. We we flew B British West Indian. Airlines, uh-huh. uh, BWIA, and we found out halfway through that the nickname throughout the Caribbean was, but will it arrive? <laughs> 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 We're thinking of boycotting it. <laughs> yeah, look, she has every right to yeah. say what she says. But what I, do you I, think change the name or not? No, no, I don't think no. we can change the name. I, I like the idea of the boycott again. That's going to be a huge hassle, obviously, for the, the tournament itself. But uh, I don't, you know, look, do we have to go back and wonder what everybody else said? Everybody has a, a field named after them in this country. I, I, I don't know. I think if it was a one-off comment, but this has been, I mean, this has been constant throughout. I mean, some of the things she said previously have been absolutely outrageous and, you know, oh, insulting. You've met a Kel, haven't you? I you've have. I've, I've interviewed, yeah, I've hosted functions and sat down and interviewed her as well. Different? Yeah. In yeah. what way? Oh, yeah. well, I mean, obviously her views, which, but she's she's been very public about her views for a, for a long yeah, time exactly. now. So. She can't be any more ye oldy worldy if she tried. Uh, all right, good effort at Monte Carlo from Dan Ricardo, coming from fifth on the grid on a circuit, Kerry, as you know, where passing is virtually impossible, isn't it? I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> i really got to start picking you my knew I had nothing. <laughs> Monte you, you can't pass. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so from fifth, for him to get a podium was a terrific effort, effort yeah. from uh, Daniel Ricciardo. He had some moments, including a brush with the wall, uh, which Daniel described in rather more colourful terminology. I think I touched cloth. Yeah. There was a little bit. A little bit. They're old underwear. 
So uh, I normally race with kind of older stuff because I know these these moments may happen. Um, still a bit there, but it's fine. Um, yeah, what else happened? I touched, yeah, I touched the wall. You can't get away with this just because you're back on the podium. I touched the wall. <laughs> I reckon you can get away with it because he's Daniel Ricciardo and he has the best smile in the business. <laughs> All right, uh, Tom Dumoulin has become the first Dutchman to win the uh, Giro d'Italia. And it, look, it didn't come easily after an unscheduled pit stop <laughs> during one of last week's stages. Uh, you can see there. And he's changing his jersey. Yeah, he's not just changing his jersey. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm afraid not, Tom. Oh, no, nah, there you go. So, no, camera move on, on quick, swiftly, now. please. Well, Back he gets on. In the same gear? Yeah. <laughs> and old mate's got his hand right there, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't be having my hand anywhere near there. Yeah, thanks for that detail, <laughs> Wendy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> look, if the reporter knows the answer, uh, maybe it would have been best not to ask Tom the question. I needed to uh, to take a, a dump, and uh, yeah, I could not hold it anymore. <laughs> it, can, it can be an issue. People uh, are eating their dinner. You're not necessary. Do you know that the the great anymore? They're not the great <laughs> se secret number two that was oh. got away with in Australian sport. Robert De Costello during the Commonwealth Games, the Brisbane Marathon, mm -hmm. and he knew what had happened, so he got these sponges and started wiping his legs, and then. He, every marathon he watched for the next six months, he was such a cult hero, all these people started wiping the back of their <laughs> legs just to be like Deke. And I'm serious, it's a true story. 100%. You yeah, well, look, that, that's just proof. When you've when you got to go, you, yeah, you've got to go. go. Mm. Yeah, which brings us to this week's top five. Oh, <laughs> God, come on. <laughs> to by Kia. This is Kelly's idea, everybody. <laughs> Started five, another cyclist. Uh, oh, no. showed you, look, you, you can release so you can still stay oh. mobile, which is terrific. Uh, you go, obviously, we're back in the peloton. Uh, and number four, th this fella, very, very discreet. And it showed terrific teamwork as well. Well, there he is. He's got the uh, the pants over the top. All good. This bloke's going to help him out. There. <laughs> That's what teammates all about. That's what teammates oh, until, until uh, yeah. that, oh, oh, yeah. you're on your own now, fella. Uh, lovely work at number four. Number three. Look, this wasn't discreet. Remember this famously manly Don. The oh, Don, Don and he was a police Don McKinnon, yeah. 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 Got a thousand dollar fine for that and a penalty, obviously, from uh, champion bloke too, just quietly. Just quietly. And number two, look, finding a nice quiet spot. That's preferable, obviously, until the golf ball lands where you are and the camera. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the red shirt. Red shirt. The ball's just over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, like, this is when mum and dad say, look, just go behind the hedge, you'll be OK. Uh, <laughs> and get broadcast live on Fox Sports News. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Never oh dear. Down. Wendell and I have been doing it all show. <laughs> 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 Right. I, won't, I won't embarrass him, but I know, I know a wallaby who got knocked out, who did a number two in his... OK. Yeah, so oh. I won't embarrass him, but it was pretty embarrassing. LeBron James <laughs> has gone past the great Michael Jordan's uh, playoffs points record, helping the Cavs into another NBA final series against Golden State. Nice to know, though, if you listen to this, that LeBron still sees Jordan as a hero. You know, when you're growing up and you're seeing Michael Jordan, you, you, it's almost like a god. So I didn't never believe I could be Mike. I did pretty much everything that MJ did when I was a kid. I shot fadeaways before I should have. I, I wore a leg sleeve on my leg and folded it down so you saw the red part. I wore black and red shoes with white socks. I wore short shorts cause you, so you could see my undershorts underneath. I, I didn't go bald like Mike, but 
Uh, I'm getting there. <laughs> but I'm getting there. <laughs> but it'd be post-career, though. So cool to How see that. How good is that? It's really lovely, it isn't it? It's so good listening to that. No contest, still, surely. Oh, yeah, look, I just hate when people compare you. Just let's enjoy both. Yeah. But I think Jordan, you know, changed that game. And LeBron's doing awesome um, things now, but there's only one mic, you know. Yeah, very different as yeah. well. I mean, Jordan, I mean, the obvious one is the six NBA rings, yep. championship rings, yeah. to the three. You might have four maybe in a month or so. Off the field? Uh, off the field, very different. I mean, Michael Jordan just let his shooting do the talking, and he was never really a, a leader as such or a community leader, whereas LeBron's the complete opposite, yeah. isn't he? He's really big politically, social change, yeah. you know, very, very different. I, I remember last year he was asked before the playoffs, uh, are you feeling the pressure? He said, no, I'm confident. I'm the best player in the world. Mm. Why wouldn't I be, you know, confident? Yeah. yeah. I love that in an athlete, yeah. somebody right. that tells yeah. it how it is. Yeah, exactly. Both card-carrying superstars. All right, coming up, one of the toughest to pull on a New South Wales jersey. Mark Carroll joins us next. This man, Mark Carroll, lovely to have you on the show. Please don't look at Kerry O'Keefe. Uh, that, that's all. <laughs> it was, oh, that was great memories. 20, well, I'm glad you can still remember that. Oh. 20 years ago, almost to the day, yeah. that, that uh, famous, it was the, the cattle dog well, that call. Was, that, was, that was a cattle dog, yeah. Um, Tom Donick was our coach, and um, Tommy, um, he had lots of passion. He wasn't much of a coach, but he, uh, <laughs> he had this call for a fight, and that was cattle dog. And... Um, I remember we actually uh, won that series. We won the first game, second game. And I said to myself, he's going to call the cattle dog, you know. And I said to myself, I'm going to take the uh, scrum. And the only place you really can throw a punch these days was in the scrum. And uh, I said to the chief, you go the opposite side, I've, I've got the cattle dog. And the poor bloke who, who got nailed was um, the guy from... Uh, Craig Smith. Craig Smith. Craig Smith, yeah. He just wandered on and he went to Bond Honours, went whack. Mm -hmm. It was the only punch I've actually landed in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and the poor bug was on the ground convulsing. And then Joey got hammered by Goddard. Yeah, he didn't yeah. miss it. But the did funniest he? thing was um, I got back in the sheds and Tommy's loving me. And Tommy was a big smoker back then, you know. He goes, oh, I love you, Spud, I love you. And he's got me in a headlock. He's had 40 cigarettes. He had the breath of 40 Alsatians. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, you're going to get me so He goes, oh, you'll be right, you'll be right, big fella. And... Uh, Anyway, I got off. Bozo pulled a few strings. I did get off. But the next time I played that Craig Smith, he tried to take my head off. And I, and I said, mate, I understand where you're coming from, but unfortunately, you're with a cattle dog. So that's where the cattle dog comes from. Was there, with this talk of, in this origin, you know, we like the blokes, we're going to have a beer with them afterwards. Yeah. In those days, was there a beer afterwards? No way. Seriously, it was just, it was uh, warfare. Um, it was like a, it was, the opening period was 10 minutes of just going for your life. As many penalties you can give away and try and hurt the opposition. Um... Yeah, the game has certainly changed, especially now myself and Wendell have now retired. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a good game to watch. 
But is it as fierce as what it used to be? Never. No, the beers were beforehand, I think, when there's some great <laughs> Im images. Well, mate, the thing, especially with Tommy, mate, yeah. when we were in the camp. There we go. Look mate, we didn't, we didn't oh. train for the first three days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I remember when we, he said, I want you to get your best kit on. We're going out, boys, and we're not coming home until I come home. I drove you home at 5 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy was outstanding. I remember, like, 96 Origin was my first one. I was rooming with Steve Walters, and I didn't drink, like, uh, in my first Origin. That's right. But by the third Origin, I was drinking. So, and, uh, it the first four or five days would be just there was two or three days of promos and then we're down the Gold Coast yeah. um, at Melbourne's and all these nightclubs and then you'd actually have to train so it's sort of Origin sort of got in the way a bit of your uh, social life there yeah, but it's, it's the best week isn't it the oh, best mate, it was, uh, I, I always get single I get, get nervous and, and, and I get excited at this time yeah. of year and I'm jealous I want to be there yeah. you know? but like I said we're retired we're old men and, but we still love and we know what they're going through and it's going to be a great occasion tomorrow. So Outstanding. Origin Eve, any advice for the players that might be kicking back having a quiet night now because we're in 2017 yeah. <laughs> and maybe watching the... Pro because, you know, a lot of players can be emotional, can't they, and yeah. sort of visualise beforehand yeah. and by the time they get to that big game... That's, no, that's a great point. ..have that's... already, you know, sort of been emotionally I was, I, was, I was one of the worst for it, visualisation, worrying and what was going to happen in the first scrum or first hit-up and by the time you get to the game, sometimes you're absolutely buggered, you know, whereas these guys now, they're, they're so professional these days... Um, they've got guys who are hanging around just keeping them sort of getting ready. And I think, you know, they know kickoffs 8 o'clock these days. My God, it's getting later and later. But such a long day through the day. You wake up and have your breakfast, go for your walk and whatever. So, um, but they're very professional these days. Um, you know, I can't wait. Mark, you, you had a lot of pre-game rituals, I believe. And one of them was to walk around bare-chested before kickoff and demand... Where are you hearing we... all these stories from? That is identical. When I'm... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, demand bare-chested, where's my jumper? And you got angry out yes. if somebody produced it before it should have been produced. Yeah, I was, Can you I'd... talk us through that? Well, mate, I was... Yeah, I just had these superstitions and I used to go to the bathroom and, and splash myself and punch the chest and look at myself in the mirror and say, you can do this, you know? Yeah, we all love and that. Then, <laughs> and then I used to... I didn't like my jersey until I walked out and they used to, I knew exactly where it was, but blokes would hide it. But it made me fire up, and I'm thinking... <laughs> but I think it was their way of relaxing, but it made yeah. me worse, you know. By the time I ended it, I was jersey on, I had to tuck the collar in, and I was frothing at the mouth before I ran out in the field, but um, oh, I had some uh, strange rituals, yeah. And the nickname Spud, uh, how, how many could you eat in one session? What was the record? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I come down to. When I was playing... Um, I was going down to uh, South Sydney, but I was playing for Penrith. I had uh, th three years there at Penrith, and I finally made first grade, and uh, I read a magazine, and... Um, and I said, yeah, for energy, eat potatoes. And I, mean, I said, Mum, let's cook them up. I love potatoes. And my record was 16. They were real big ones like that. <laughs> I tell you, it made me crook in the gut. <laughs> and I know Peter Flingos was the... Uh, you know, unfortunately, he's now passed break, away. Yeah, and he, yeah. he came up and said, mate, what's your, what's your secret? You've done 20 hit-ups. You've done 20 tackles. I said, oh, must be the potatoes. He goes, what do you mean? I said, mate, eat 16 potatoes before a game. <laughs> so next to me, Mum rings up. Back then, I, I actually had a job as a uh, roof... Uh, roof uh, plumber and mum rings up and said, You better get home. There's all these potatoes on the front porch. <laughs> Daily Telegraph. And I remember getting a photo and um, <laughs> made the papers. And then I walked in to, to South Sydney and uh, they said, Oh, here comes Spud. And I looked out of my shoulder because my name, uh, my mates, is China usually. And I, they, I went, Who's Spud? And I said, You, you buffet. You're the one who eats all the potatoes. And it's stuck. I've um, nicknamed the Spud. Um, I've now got a Jim calls Spud, so yeah, the name goes on. Which is terrific. And your post-career, uh, post-footy, mm. has also been terrific. And you've met people. And I've got some footage here of Russell Crowe. I don't yeah. know if you've seen this footage of Russell Crowe. This is after uh, in, in the South Sydney dressing room after Madge McGuire, <laughs> very unhappy. There's the gladiator on the corner. Now, you've had a lot to do with him. Would he be loving that? Uh, not, no. no. Russell's a winner. Yeah. Um, the whole idea of him buying South Sydney... 
And what he's done for, the, for that club has been amazing. Um, yeah, when they won the comp and to see what they're going through now, uh, he's hurting too, you know, as, a, as an owner of the club. Um, and he's passionate. And, you know, he certainly uh, didn't want to say anything then. Madge was right up on then, you can tell. Absolutely. <laughs> he didn't hold back. You've had some great experiences with him as well, of course. Yeah, no, it's, I, I, I met Russell in 1999. Um, and it's just, it, it, our mateship's grown since then. I've actually, I, I worked with him for about seven years. Uh, I was lucky enough to do a, a movie, Cinderella Man, the boxing movie, which was unbelievable to see someone work the way he does. He's, you can see why he's so good. Yeah. You know, he has to change... You know, personality into, into then into voice and then to action, and uh, he was a boxer back then. And to meet some, I met you know Ron Howard, Renee Zellweger, some of the greatest people, you know, and some of the greatest actors going around. Let me ask you about uh, the New South Wales uh, team. There's a there's a young guy on there that I've always enjoyed watching, mm. and I've worked with uh, Nathan Peets yeah. and also Dylan Napa. Mate, those two young blokes playing in the middle. How good's it going to be for those guys? I, what would they be feeling right now? Well, I'm wrapped for uh, Peetsy. Yeah. I just think um, we need a change. Uh, this kid's going to be... I remember playing with his dad when I was at South Sydney. Yeah, Mate, tough guy, and it's bred through his son, you know. And, but Napa, just the way Napa plays, I'm looking for, for, forward to the competition with him and Clemmer. Last week, they played against each other and yeah. bashed the tripe out of each other, and it's, that's what Origins is about, well. You know, it's a, the forwards battle. Who can win the forwards, and then the back line will take over. Yeah, we'll do the soft stuff. All right, yeah. and it's on tomorrow night. Uh, obviously, you're going to go down party lines. New South Wales, <laughs> by how many? Mate, I'm saying 13 plus. I, yeah, I, no, I, I just think. Uh, Ron Fletcher said the same thing on Triple M. Yeah, 13 plus. I just think we've, we've got this. We've got to do it. Like they're missing, you know, four of the best players in yep. the in the game. Um, then you got the, the other guys are retired, and if they can't do 13 plus, uh, there's got to be changes. Mark Carroll, uh, always great to see you, talk thank to you, you, and see a bit of the old days in action as much. well. Mark right. Carroll, thank you so much. Coming up, our champ of the week. Uh, look, here's a tip, parents. If your baby's unsettled, don't give him or her to a mascot to comfort. Uh, yeah, look, this, go to the giant green thing. It's great. This is the Philly Fanatical. Oh. <laughs> give, give the baby back. And, oh, you might want to change the nappy as well. Oh. <laughs> there it is. I do love it. Uh, mascots and babies, honestly, don't mix. Kerry, how are you going, buddy? Time now for our <laughs> champ. I've been talking to Graham, the cameraman, for half an hour. It's a show I've ever yet. Graham's a Chelsea fan. Don't worry about it. Champ of the week brought to you uh, by Subway. Yum. And while Aaron Roy was starring for Huddersfield in the championship player, fellow Aussie Tommy Rogic on fire. Look at this. That's that stoppage time winner in the Scottish Cup final. How ple- This is a kid from Tuggeranong United, part of uh, Celtic's undefeated domestic season. Had Not an ankle injury. Yeah. Yeah. Um, FFA. Futsal is the way forward. He's a product of futsal. Indoor yep. five-a-side, skill, technique. Must be the road to, to the Socceroos through he, futsal. Well, he, he's done very, very well. He is our champ of the week. Thank you so much for your company. Thank, thank you, you all for your company. Yeah. Kerry, Wendell, yeah, all of you. Go Queensland. Okay. <laughs> See you Terry. next week when we will be joined by special guest Adam Gilchrist. Oh, Gilly. This has been a production of Fox Sports.